0: demons it's us your girls welcome to the third office goblin podcast i'm s and i'm d and we are goblins two goblins that have many thoughts interests and opinions about stuff and things and this is the time of year when we thrive most um the afterglow (laughs) of halloween not halloween itself
1: yes that that post halloween glow (laughs) if you will
0: (laughs) simmering in it right now (laughs) so if the listeners would be so keen to listen um we're gonna talk about perhaps some real life experiences Mm -hmm. um spooky stories growing up Mm -hmm. and yeah see where where the evening takes us
1: the the dark evening that is post-halloween
0: um the colder, rainier weather.
1: See, that's that's the issue here where I live. Is that on Halloween, it was beautiful. It was in the 40s. It was cold. It was like you had to wear a jacket to stay warm. I love it. I am ready for fall. A light jacket? A light jacket. But today, it was a high of 75.
0: Yeah, like the, the hellfires... Came in Ugh. for Halloween as a belated present from the devil. I was
1: so mad today because I had my, my I had to turn my AC unit on in November. That's bullshit. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you're going to, are you going to pick it? Protest?
1: <laughs> I protest Mother Nature. No, this yeah, is.
0: Yeah, just go out with your sign.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this warm weather. I hate this. I hate you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> We're contributing to this, but it, it's, I'm going to complain about it anyway.
1: <laughs> so if we are having an entire conversation today about spooky feelings and stories and whatnot, mm-hmm. where do you stand on the spectrum of belief in the supernatural and whatnot? Because yeah. we, we kind of had a talk prior to this on... Mm-hmm. There's a spectrum of belief where you've got your hardcore skeptics where you could give them all the quote-unquote evidence that you have. They're not going to believe you. Mm -hmm. Then on the other extreme, you have people who believe so much and are so passionate about it that they go looking for it. Yeah. yeah. And then you've got this middle ground of people who don't believe because they don't want it to be real. Mm -hmm. So like... Yes. Where do you fall?
0: I would say it would definitely be along the camp of believers. I was a, and you're gonna probably be shocked by this. I was a spooky child growing up. was A little goth child. I know. I know. Was. Yeah, to say this, I think I'm so brave to even you know be openly admitting that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. So yeah, as a spooky child, I was definitely interested in all things witchy and ghost... I was gonna say ghostly, that's that's a word, right? Yeah, that's a word. That's a word. Um, If it wasn't a word, it is a word. Um, (laughs) And definitely interested in that stuff and, like, those ghost hunting shows. Mm -hmm. Most notably, Zach Bagans. Oh, God.
1: Zach Bagans.
0: (laughs) We all love Zach Bagans. Um, And his, like, over-the- top just everything
1: oh yes yes the uh the infamous zach vacans
0: <laughs> listen i like this guy a lot and i'll tell you why oh do tell. tell the captive audience so you're gonna have to listen I, anyway where
1: am i gonna oh, go <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: you know, take off your headphones i'll like i'll text you <laughs> so keep your phone on you when it's safe to come back <laughs> and just be me talking at people like Reasons why you should love Zach Bagans, the novel. <laughs> um, I feel like he's very memeable. Oh. Lots of good memes. <laughs> ah! Oh, this is going in a great direction. Do tell. Continue. Yeah. As a millennial, I like memes. Mm. hmm This is a confession booth of, um, These Matt. are my confessions. <laughs> yeah. Um, so very memeable, uh, over the top, but he like in a delightful way. You know, you're just like, ah, oh, he's up to some shenanigans that kind of way. You know,
1: I agree. Zach baggins is like the Chad of Ghost Hunters.
0: Oh my God! Yeah, he has
1: no That's the
0: nutshell, no
1: malicious intent whatsoever. You know, whether or not he's actually finding things has is up for debate. But you know,
0: <laughs> I don't think he, he certainly gives it a good effort. He sure a+. does <laughs> give
1: it a good try. And, he never, you know, disrespects where he's going or you know, makes fun of or whatever. Like he's just a yeah, The ghost? Good person. Yeah, I mean,
0: he- <laughs> Yeah, the ghost is a different story cuz he'll fully go in there and they're always like just don't antagonize them. You know, like a priest is telling him this. The owners of whatever haunted establishment <laughs> they're at are telling them, like, just don't, don't do it home. And he comes in and, like, kicks down the door. And he's just like, come at me. <laughs> it's spooky like, time. <laughs> like... Yeah, pretty much. I am here and ready to go with Aaron. <laughs> right? I
1: love Aaron.
0: Yeah, everyone loves Aaron.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> And he's always like, Aaron, you know, like 15 people burnt to death in this basement and there supposedly a, a cryptid lives in here. I think you should go check it out first with no flashlight or whatever.
1: Do you remember the um, episode where they went to like this haunted bed and breakfast overseas, I want to say. And there was like a pentagram on the floor or something or it was by a fireplace and like a succubus was known to live there. Oh my. He made Aaron lay down in front of the fucking fireplace. Of course he did. Of
0: course. It was like voluntold by Zach Bagans.
1: Just lay down and let him touch you. And Aaron just looked and went, are you fucking kidding me? But he did. Yeah.
0: But he did. (laughs) And I don't know if like we as the viewership, the fans are just like, yes, Aaron (laughs) being told to do stuff that he doesn't want to do by Zach. (laughs)
1: If and we if, contribute in any know. manner.
0: Yeah, enabling Zach Bagan's horrible behavior towards Aaron. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Groff into these horrible situations. <laughs> um, yeah, and then like, but the memes though, the memes because like I I was telling you about a meme that I saw and it was the when the fellows were on that island in Italy where they kept all those um, victims and you know people just slowly dying of the plague. Right, the first way that. <laughs> yeah, right. And he was wearing, yeah. Is there any other kind? Um, what call it? It was like him in this plague doctor mask, you know, telling the ghosts or whatever to come at him.
1: Uh huh. Yes,
0: I. And I was like, this is the very, the the deepest essence of all that is Zach Bagans. Absolutely screaming at stuff. Just you know, like one episode, he tripped over something. And he's like, you think this is funny? I could have been hurt.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's never a dull moment when it comes to no. ghost adventures. And again, like I said, whether or not their findings are accurate legit. or legit. Yeah. But I mean, let's be honest. You see Zach on the screen and you just go, yeah, I can watch this. Yeah. <laughs> For the memes or what have you. <laughs>
0: It just yeah. It's... My my uh, brain can go on. What's that thing in 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 the car on cruise control? Yeah. Oh yeah. My brain can go on cruise control right now.
1: Yes, absolutely. I was gonna say on
0: the coast guard, but that's that's not it.
1: <laughs> on the coast guard. <laughs> on the coast guard. Yeah. You know,
0: I like the newer the newer models of cars <laughs> have the coast guard available <laughs> on call. Um. But yeah. So. Um, to get back to your original question, (laughs) um, definitely on the side of believers, because I, I want to think that there is something out there. I
1: want to believe.
0: I want to believe. I surely do. It's my manifesto, um, of wanting to believe in stuff and things. Um, but especially ghosts. I always have time for ghosts. I think they're cool.
1: (laughs) I, uh i too was a spooky child uh i also watched a lot of ghost adventures i actually grew up my mom watched um haunted places haunted locations it was a british show or like the main person was a british lady do you remember that did you ever watch that show i think i
0: have and they're always like it's haunted in it (laughs) yeah Yeah. But so Let's drink some tea with this ghost.
1: <laughs> I I grew up watching that before Ghost Adventures was a thing. And then mm-hmm. when they started show like shooting episodes, I started watching that yeah. with my mom. Um and personally I've had enough experiences in my life that
0: mm-hmm. to
1: me it would be stupid for me not to believe it just because uh-huh, uh-huh. There is no other explanation for some of the stories that I have. Um, Yeah. So I also would say that I'm a believer. And not to confuse with, um, I still have a healthy dose of skepticism. As one should have. Right. I, I mean, if my lights are flickering, I get nervous, but I go check the goddamn circuit breaker. You know, like...
0: And it's actually me just flipping your switch up and down very quickly.
1: Go down to the basement. S, get out of here. I hiss and then I disappear. A water bottle just...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I crawl through the hole I made in your wall and you're like, I gotta patch it up again.
1: She chewed through another one.
0: (laughs) Good teeth, hard teeth.
1: Good soup. Um...
0: Yeah, I'm in it for the protein.
1: Oh, no. But, um, so, yeah. Not
0: the asbestos.
1: (laughs) I I definitely am on the believer side of things.
0: Uh Uh-huh. And you had mentioned that you grew up having some experiences. Would you care to divulge
1: some of those stories? So, uh, I grew up in a really small town Mm -hmm. in the Midwest, uh, which is just rife with horror stories, you know? Yeah, like prime <laughs> conditions for a haunting. <laughs> there, I, Small town. I saw a, a, someone said online on a Tumblr post, because that's where the good shit is. Oh, Tumblr. That Tumblr. the the rural and the supernatural is a very fine line between them. Mm. And uh, the post was in relation to someone looking out at a field and seeing a very cute sheep. But then the head... Like, when the sheep looked up to look at them, the head kept rising. And then they realized it was an alpaca.
0: Oh. So. I, I was, my mind was going someplace else, too. I was like, it's a Wendigo. It's a skinwalker. It's...
1: Right. Like, you get terrified, but then you realize, oh, it's an alpaca. Like, so.
0: Alpacas are scary. They spit on people. That's llamas. You
1: know, just, you know... Alpacas are nicer.
0: Oh, are llamas they? Llamas are the apples. Less of an attitude problem. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, But so, anyhow, the rural America is just, I can't say that word very well, so bear with me, is just full of horror stories. And honestly, half the time I feel like it's, one, based on survival instincts, but two, what else do you have in BFE Midwest? I mean, corn and wheat, corn and wheat, so wheat,
0: a surplus of corn and wheat,
1: wheat. Like weel written. Uh, <laughs> no, I. Uh, so we're again. That's where I grew up. And when I was probably like eight or nine, we were renovating our kitchen. Mm-hmm. And total gut took all of the cabinets out. The flooring was out, and we were putting in new everything.
0: That's your first problem <laughs> in every horror movie when they disrupt
1: the natural order of things. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> right. And so as as one does in a small town, my parents had ordered Pizza Hut. And they – I was in my bedroom because I wasn't going to be out where they were renovating in the kitchen. It was too loud and dusty. Yeah, yeah. And the phone rang. And so – because this is when we had landlines. <laughs> and so I went into the living room <laughs> and my house was – the kitchen and living room were one big open space – yeah. So I, yeah. I I I looked at the phone, saw that it was Pizza Hut calling, and I yelled to my parents, hey, the phone's ringing, like Pizza Hut's calling. And
0: yeah.
1: I heard someone yell back, answer it. I, I thought my mom had told me to say, like she yelled, answer it. So I did. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, your pizzas are ready. Come pick them up. And I said, cool, we'll be on our way because we lived a few blocks away. Be there in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Hung up the phone, put it back on the cradle. And I walked into my parents' bedroom, which was just past the kitchen. And I said, hey, the pizzas are ready. We need to go pick them up. And then I stopped because my parents weren't home.
0: Plot twist.
1: (laughs) Plot twist. I was the only fucking person in the house.
0: No, thank you. But
1: I am not lying when I tell you a woman told me to answer the phone. Yelled it to me. I mean, you could not. Your house have- was already
0: <laughs> gutted. You could have just finished it by burning the house down. Okay, <laughs> it would have been fine.
1: <laughs> so, and uh what's crazy is like, again, as a kid, I was super open to this kind of stuff. Yeah, and watched a lot of shows about it, and I heard, I almost always heard voices in my house. Yeah, like conversations would always happen in the living room and my bedroom shared a wall with the living room. I lived in a trailer. Mm -hmm. Okay, it was a single wide and so you had a bedroom bathroom bedroom living area kitchen and then master bedroom bathroom. That was the length of the house. Mm -hmm. And um, so I would hear people talking constantly, like in the living room or in the hallway outside my bedroom. And all I would have to do when I was younger is just open my bedroom door and be like, hey, I'm sleeping. (laughs) Can whoever's talking stop talking? Yeah. And they would.
0: Oh, my gosh. I, I just got serious goosebumps.
1: <laughs> they would stop talking and I would lay down and go to sleep. And so, mm-hmm. you know, none of the experience were necessarily bad or scary. Mm-hmm. Until. <laughs> oh, no. Until I want to say I was 15. It mm-hmm. was later on. And, uh, because I was, you know, more open to this stuff, I had really good intuition and I still have really good intuition. You know, if something feels off or wrong, I avoid it completely. <laughs> you know, it doesn't just end with that's a dark alley. I'm not going to walk down it because that's common sense. Versus this room of people does not feel safe inherently. So I'm going to leave.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: And, you know, I feel like I've avoided a lot of bad outcomes because of that. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: um, when I was 15, still living in the same trailer, I was going to go to bed and I went into my room and I laid down with the lights still on and I just, it felt off. It felt Mm -hmm. heavy. It felt weird. Yeah. And it just, the creepiest way to say it is I didn't feel alone. Mm Mm-hmm. But it was bedtime. I had to go to bed. I I think at that time it was – I was playing sports in high school, so we had two-a-day practices. So I had to get Mm -hmm. to the school like 6.30 a.m. to do practice before school started. Mm -hmm. So I turned off my lights, and in my bedroom, my headboard was next to my door to lead into the room. And then directly across from my door was the window in my bedroom. That was – Always illuminated. It was always bright because we had street lights. <laughs> I turned off the light. I laid down and I looked up, and it was blacked out. It there was very clearly an outline standing in my window.
0: And that is horrifying.
1: I froze in bed, like <laughs> fight or flight and freeze. There is always that third option, and I yeah. froze. Yeah and watched it move (laughs) into my closet
0: like closets are already gross and scary you know what i mean
1: (laughs) yeah so when it was out of my line of sight i flipped on my bedroom light and ran to my parents because my mom was the same way as me she was super open to this stuff super into it whatever yeah and (laughs) my my mom is a fearsome woman to a lot of people, <laughs> along a varying degrees, <laughs> but so because we were, you know, already at least open to this kind of occurrence, she yeah. had sage on hand, <laughs> so
0: <laughs> just the casual, you know, emergency sage at the household. Yeah,
1: uh, my mom burst into my bedroom <laughs> with sage, stomped into my closet, like ripped open my closet door, and started yelling at whatever it was, because I mean she didn't see it, because at that point the lights are on.
0: Yeah. And yeah.
1: uh but she opened the bed opened my bedroom window and just saged the absolute shit out of my room and out of my closet to yeah. you know cleanse the air and get whatever it was out. Um but and then, you know, after a few hours we, we closed the windows, went back to sleep, or at least tried to go back to sleep, and I I could. I mean the the heavy, malicious energy was gone. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was terrifying. And I never, yeah. ever want to experience that again.
0: Yeah. No, oh my gosh, that, that is absolutely horrifying, 100%. And um, I like that you mentioned, like, she couldn't see it because the light was on. But it's, like, it's just, like, sometimes when you walk into a... Crowd of people like meet someone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just know, like, I don't want to be here. I don't like this person or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, I don't know how it is for you, but for me, like, my body feels like it's buzzing. It starts shaking. Yes, and that like lets me know I'm done here. I've reached my threshold, or what, or I j- I just don't feel safe or good around the- these people or this situation.
1: It's it's very much a shiver up the spine. Like mm-hmm. I. The whole saying of the hairs on the back of your neck stand up, that is exactly what mm-hmm. it is. You know, you. Yeah, yeah. Your your metaphorical hackles raise and you just know this is not safe.
0: Yeah. Whatever yeah. this
1: is, whether it's an environment, a person, a passing, this is not safe.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like the body is on high alert <laughs> and bitch, you better listen.
1: Yes, save your own ass.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's real talk. That self-preservation is real. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. Like, for me, I've had one story of my own and then one passed down um, by a family member.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And very similar to yours, it's just like it didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. So um, I have family that's overseas and, you know, so much older than the United States who... <laughs> by comparison is such a toddler, <laughs> right? <laughs> I know it's been, yeah, I know it's been here. I know it's been here. Don't come at me. Um, but like historically, you know, there's just been more battles, uh, fought and things like that. Um, more blood in the earth. And, yeah. um, I was at a fort where, where my family lives. There's like lots of valleys and hills and things like that. It's situated on top of, a, um, the hill. Mm-hmm. And had run into this bunker just to check it out, you know. And that same feeling, D, that you were talking about that heaviness, mm-hmm. that sadness, that hate it was like angry and hateful. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to leave. And the feeling I got in that space was get the fuck out of here. Right. Yeah. So also just, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bye. Yeah, absolutely. Just wiggled my ass out of there. (laughs) Um, And, you know, as I went through different parts of the fort, those same feelings came back. And then, you know, um, feeling like I was going to vomit, feeling, you know, like my body's shaking. Why is it shaking? And then being like, oh, well, people died in here. They were executed in there. And then, you know, the pieces kind of came together and, you know. Yeah. And then the second story and Dee and i were talking about this beforehand just kind of how um those feelings don't just come out of nowhere it's like you know trauma ties into a lot of these spaces Mm -hmm. where it's like oh something terrible happened and this ghost can't move on right and this was one of those cases so my grandmother grew up in the country and this was like by the like the woods, you know, light of the moon, no street lamps, none of that luxury that we have here nowadays. You could see things um, and things like that. And for whatever reason, because there was a get-together later in the evening and my great-grandmother, her mother said, no, you're not going to (laughs) go. And just tried to pile on as much chores as possible as one does, you know, and (laughs) stubborn family. So (laughs) grandma made it through, you know, did what she had to do. Ended up going to this um, get-together, was coming back home. And there was a little stream that divided these two pieces of land with a little bridge. Mm -hmm. And before the bridge, there was a cross where a man had hung himself on a tree. Oh, no. And so my grandma's walking. She's walking. And she had the leaves crunching. She has, like, these footsteps behind her. But then there was also this snorting sound, like a wild animal. No. Yeah, and I can't tell the story without getting goosebumps because I'm like, this is just so hard. No. So, you know, she starts picking up her pace and... This thing, whatever it is, whoever it is, starts picking up their pace, but the snorting continues, those footsteps, you know, just like, almost like in mockery, just, you know, the faster she would go, the faster they would go, and the snorting continued, until she broke into a full run. And, you know, she wasn't looking behind her, because nobody has time for that. No! That's how you die. That's how you die. That is exactly how you die. And... So she passes this bridge, mm-hmm. and silence—total silence. Total silence. Oh, no. And oh, you know what's worse? You know what's oh, worse? What? This one uh, juicy little tidbit. She got home, and her mother was still up. Uh huh. And she said, "Oh, good, thank God, you're home. I had a feeling like something bad was going to happen to you,
1: girl." girl i'm telling you women's intuition is gonna save the fucking world okay if oh i know if some grandmotherly lady tells you don't go out at night you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna stay the fuck home i've listened to grandma before the freaking newscast okay like grandma knows
0: (laughs) grandma knows i love grandmas and their wisdom is good wisdom yes yeah yeah open up that third eye people
1: oh no i'll keep mine closed i'll listen to grandma (laughs)
0: okay okay but it's like you know you still listen to and honor that intuition which is great i think you know despite some of these experiences that you've had that are certainly very terrifying
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um but it's like you know also how beneficial intuition is yeah because it's like you knew enough to listen to your body and be like something isn't right
1: right i i I don't know about you. Do you put like – because I put a lot of stock into intuition, you know, into – I do, yeah. Okay. And I don't – again, I don't know if this is like a woman thing or what because like at least as women in the society that we're in – Like
0: socially acceptable for women.
1: Right. And I mean we're also kind of More in on tune with
0: the feelings.
1: High alert all the time.
0: Oh my god, yeah. It goes without saying. So
1: it's like I feel like as a woman you have a very good gut instinct that comes through pretty quickly in life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so that intuition, I mean, you have to listen to it. And yes, as you said, we're going to be stubborn on occasion. And especially when we're younger, you know, no mom, I'm Mm going to do what I want to do. I'm an adult now or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But,
1: (laughs) you know, there are, there are moments where, you know, you just, you have to trust yourself when you, you feel something's off
0: yeah yeah you really do um oh gosh yeah (laughs) that's why there's rules in horror movies guys
1: (laughs) this is why you don't if you hear creaking in the basement you don't go to the basement okay you know what you do you leave you get in your car and you bounce my dude
0: yeah, yeah, don't do what I did as a child when I heard a noise in the basement. I went down you there to not. investigate. You did not! I did. It was my mom, thank God. Oh, but that God. was just, I didn't know that she was down there. Did, but it's like, I had to know. Did you at least
1: bring a weapon with you? I mean...
0: I just figured I could make a mad dash for <laughs> it. My my legs were my weapon. Yes! No! <laughs> I know, I know. I was ignorant, young and ignorant. Um. Oh but God, speaking of, know. like... Early times. Cause I could tell you, since I was a child, I hated the basement at my parents' house when they first moved in. Oh yeah. Um, it was one open room, just all concrete, with like, you know, one of those uh those light bulbs with you had to pull down the thing. Mm-hmm. A
1: bare light bulb. That's all it
0: was, just one of those, no. just one for the whole entire basement. No. And I would have nightmares about this basement. Ugh. And so Later on, as I got older, my parents decided to finish it up, you know, so it could become kind of like another space in the house Mm -hmm. that you can use. Um, and this was the era, um, where the TVs were bulky. They aren't these plasma, whatever Uh we have now, the eleganza that is flat screens. Um, and... My first horror movie that I had ever seen was in third grade. It was The Ring. It was at a in birthday party. A friend's grade. birthday party. I know. I know. Oh I don't God. know why. She was kind of an ooky spooky uh, child herself, my friend. So,
1: but The like,
0: Ring? No, I know. I know. I was. Yeah. God. In any case. In any case. Regrets with a Z. <laughs> um, And <laughs> so came home. You know, and would have to go downstairs, like oh, get the laundry or something. The laundry room was in the Why
1: basement. Why is the laundry room always in the basement? It's always in the I basement, hate that. and it's always at the very end of the basement, right, where the light barely reaches. Like, okay, thanks.
0: Yeah, the the little nether regions, nether world of the basement of the house.
1: Don't say that no. when I'm drinking juice.
0: Oh, I probably <laughs> not really. <laughs> um, but in any case, like I would. Because then my parents decided to get one of those big, like, quote, unquote, it wasn't a flat screen, but it was one of big screen. It was a big screen and it was bulky and it surely could fit someone. So in the movie, this evil girl crawls out of the, you know, these TVs. Uh And I was like, well, I'm going to (laughs) die. She's going to eat me up. So my business would turn on all the lights as I went. and then turn them systematically off oh and then run up on all fours slam the door
1: like,
0: <laughs> oh my god oh my gosh um yeah but that flat screen was just like or the big screen was just the worst thing to happen to me because i'm like she's got a bigger entrance into my house
1: <laughs> it's more readily and that- available
0: yeah yeah like, if she wants to come and get me, she will. Oh, my God. So, you know, that was, like, my childhood musings. Um, and then, you know, rings came out recently within the last, like, five years. And now she's coming through flat screens and televisions and, you know, still with the televisions, you know, <laughs> keeping it consistent, the OG. But <laughs> now it's, like, through cell phones and flat screens and tablets and airplanes. And, you know, no one's safe. No one is safe.
1: See, that that reminds me – I. I listened to another podcast on my own time, like the good millennial that I am. and <laughs>
0: <laughs> Doing your part. Doing
1: my part. And they were also talking about ghosts and whatnot and spooky stuff because yeah. it was, you know, around this time, Halloween. And mm-hmm. they were talking about how ghosts or spirits uh, take energy from, like, electronics, you know? They take – yeah. electronic fields all this other stuff that's where they get their power mm-hmm. their energy so you know back in the day you had your one tv in the whole house or maybe the radio or whatever
0: yeah but, and my rotary phone and your
1: rotary phone but now we have computers in our back pockets and so what's gonna happen if and when sp- <laughs> spirits adapt and evolve to manipulate today's technology you know like when are we going to get technology that's so advanced and easy for them yeah. to use that like and ghost proof and <laughs> but i mean can you imagine what it would be like then if that was possible you
0: know what i can't and that's horrifying because <laughs> it's like think about it you're often sitting with your cell phone in front of your like laptop computer whatever it is desktop And then your TV's on in the background. Mm -hmm. You got something. It's like multiple forms of technology at once because we don't know how to focus on any one thing. Our brains are so like those squirrel, squirrel kind of moments. You know, we're not present for anything. (laughs) So it's like the ghosts have all the ways to come through. And
1: like, not only that, you've got your Wi-Fi for your house. I mean, for me, I have um, a big like... It's called Panoramic. It's, you know, it's a really big box, but it's putting out, yeah, the modem. It's putting out Wi Fi. Yeah. Like massive amounts of Wi Fi energy. Like, what? I have a ticking time bomb in my living room. Like, what?
0: Yeah, I'm sitting by one right now. I'm like, I'm screwed. Oh, no, she's
1: got a point. (laughs) So it's just, it's wild to me to think that, you know, you're not going to have George Washington coming through. But I mean, I
0: Stacy
1: down the street who might pass in an accident. I mean, she would be technologically advanced enough to know how your cell phone works. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. I just, it's fascinating. What kind of
0: emoji would Stacy send? Oh, like first one. Uh. Post mortem.
1: Uh, let's see. An eggplant, probably.
0: Uh, <laughs> maybe a corn because we're in the Midwest. Oh
1: yes, a, a bundle of wheat.
0: i like that i like that and then maybe a coffin (laughs)
1: like coffin finger pointing wheat like (laughs) yeah
0: yeah you're like it's so cryptic i don't know (laughs) the and then a heart like little the but like the one with the yellow ribbon on it
1: oh in remembrance
0: yeah, totally. I, I mean, I wasn't thinking that, but because, you know, people just throw, sprinkle those liberally little hearts <laughs> into their texts and whatever. Listen,
1: I send lots of hearts. As you are aware, I send lots of hearts in my text messages.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I look forward to your little purple hearts. They make me happy. Yeah.
1: But uh, I, I was going to say, when you talked about The Ring and watching it in third grade, I mistakes were made <laughs> i have always been the biggest bitch baby when it comes to scary movies
0: <laughs> i'm a bitch baby now so consider me part of your club well,
1: cause, so the first scary movie i ever watched and it wasn't even all the way through it was just the ending portion which is the worst portion <laughs> of course yeah it was lake placid with the giant alligator mm. that ate people mm-hmm. and my dad was watching That was it. me. <laughs>
0: That's my biography.
1: My, my dad was watching it in the living room. And I came out and I saw Betty White in her rocking chair. And I was like, oh, yeah. Betty White. I love Betty White. Even as a kid, I've always loved Betty White. Uh. And uh, <laughs> I was just wondering what my dad was watching. He said, I'm watching a movie. So I went to sit down to watch him. Or not watch him, but watch the movie. <laughs>
0: yeah, watching him watch the... And- it's the inception of film watching,
1: yeah. <laughs> but it was the moment where she fed a whole cow to the crocodile and that gave me nightmares for weeks
0: yeah <laughs> that'll do it
1: <laughs> like oh my god i don't know what it was i don't know if it was just because it was a giant crocodile i don't know if it was like the blood splatters the
0: violence of it yeah. yeah
1: no so i can't The next scary movie I watched in my entire lifetime. And that I watched maybe when, like I said, I was seven or eight. Walked into my dad watching it. Yeah, yeah. High school. (laughs) And I want to say...
0: Hotel Transylvania.
1: (laughs) I want to say it was senior year. And I watched Prom Night with my friends. Uh And Prom Night was a slasher. It wasn't...
0: Yeah, like teen scream slasher movie.
1: Right. And so, like, I had watched scary movies. Like, Scary Movie 1, Scary Movie 2, Scary Movie 3. Like, I watched those... I do not regret that, <laughs> but then my friend said, "Well, then you can watch prom night," and I I watched it through my fingers at some points, but I watched it.
0: Yeah, yeah, eyes wide shut, eyes wide shut.
1: <laughs> so that was that was the next scary movie I'd ever seen was high school.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could. Oh gosh, yeah, you know what? You're right. Like I was a avid horror movie watcher but the older I got the less I liked it Mm -hmm. because of just how I felt afterwards it wasn't fun to be scared anymore I was like this is just horrible (laughs) you know like I feel scared I feel down I don't like it
1: (laughs) well I mean it's also when when the older you get the more real fear you already experience in your day-to-day life so like
0: oh yeah (laughs) taxes bills
1: (laughs) the IRS
0: (laughs) Yeah, the IRS—they're always out to get me. Um, <laughs> they're right, like they're outside my window right now on a ladder, just tapping <laughs> in the tender hours of the night. So
1: you know, I, what I just—and I get that adrenaline junkies are a thing. I don't understand yeah. them, but I get that they exist.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I just, but I just, I don't see the point in making yourself purposefully scared.
0: Yeah. I if you would have asked me that like five years ago, I would have been like, but it's so much fun. <laughs> yeah. I
1: Yeah. I've never been It is not. I've only ever been to one haunted corn maze. Again, in high school when I was stupid. I have never gone back to one since. I don't do that.
0: Where people dressed up like corn <laughs> and like throwing dry corn husks at you.
1: No. <laughs> if it was only that it'd be fine oh no i'm talking i don't know
0: i would have been like (laughs) i'm
1: talking people dressed up with chainsaws without the chain on them chasing after you Uh like i'm not about that life (laughs) i would rather stay home
0: (laughs) yeah yeah not a good time
1: (laughs) oh god Did you ever do anything like that? Did you ever do the like haunted houses or corn mazes? Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. And they were like often in like local churches for whatever reason. I went. Yeah, I went to one two years ago, I think. And the lady like you go, they, you know, they heard you all in in this one little room. And this one lady dressed up like Medusa with her like little pet snake who I was. Living for. Was it a real snake? Her little pet snake. It (gasps) surely was. Oh, that's so cute. I know, he was so tiny. Um, And like, so she was going through the rules, and and rules don't just come to be, right? Like, something had to happen for it to become a rule. Oh, God. Yeah, and she was like, please keep your pants (laughs) up. (laughs) <laughs> or, like, something to the effect of that. Or, like, keep your undergarments on. Excuse and I'm like, me? Yeah, so I don't know what kind of thrill-seekers. In a church. In a church. Like, it was the crypt of a church.
1: <laughs> I'm like, come on. Oh, that is that is brilliant. I love that. Yeah,
0: and she got, she she looked like she was so fed up with it.
1: Oh, my God. I bet. So like,
0: please, keep your pants on.
1: Uh-uh. No thanks.
0: Yeah, I had to wonder <laughs> what happened. Just what?
1: Yeah, that's I love seeing pictures sometimes on the internet where it's like there's a note the best one I've seen is in a convenience store and there's a note taped to the front of like a portion where soda is. Uh-huh. And it uh-huh. says this is not the exit. Uh-huh. Who who opened that saw rows of, of soda and said I can walk yeah. through this I, you can't homie
0: <laughs> yeah I don't know what you're talking about I was successful with that last week <laughs> no but yeah in, in all seriousness I don't know like the only thing I can think of is someone was like drunk or high out of their mind to think like I can uh, project myself through these items oh you know
1: oh man i've never heard of anyone taking their pants off though in a haunted house the one that i do hear in a church in a church too. in a
0: church like you don't have to be religious like come on there's kids there there's kids that work there as part of the haunted house oh man nobody wants to see your ding dong or whatever no,
1: it's not it's not worth to be seen
0: that's the scariest thing there <laughs> that's the most grisly thing there
1: oh god I uh I know th- one of the main rules for like a lot of haunted houses are don't punch the people that are working the haunted house.
0: Yeah, and yeah,
1: I I understand fight or flight. I understand when you get scared, your body reacts. But at the same time, right. you have to know what your body is going to do because you're going in a haunted house to be scared.
0: Yeah, you know there's gonna be people coming out at you.
1: Yes, so and everything. Yeah, you can't go in it and be like. I'ma swing at whoever comes at me, bro. You paid money to have people come at you.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. It doesn't give you permission, Bernice, kick, to kick someone in the dick,
1: right? Or punch them in the face, or what have you. Right. I mean, Jesus.
0: <laughs> oh, I, it was that and like haunted trails. Mm-hmm. Did those? Um, yeah, but mostly it was the movies. Like that was my kind of connection to all things spooky, oh, man. and sometimes reading the books
1: yes i books scary stories have like been around forever and recently i've been able to read more horror books or at least psychological thriller books Mm -hmm. um but before that like do you have any favorite stories or books from when you were a kid you know everyone reads that kind of stuff so yeah
0: yeah definitely the scary stories to tell in the dark series because like the art was so creepy the stories were creepy um like definitely some good mysteries like sherlock holmes i was a big fan of as a kid Mm. red frankenstein red dracula yes was all about those um and then the the og spooky bitch i think you know where i'm going with this (laughs) mr edgar Allan
1: poe oh god yes those were yeah those were the only scary stories and scary movies that i chose to watch so like uh-huh my uh favorite edgar Allan poe story is cask of amontillado mm-hmm. and you know sometimes you just gotta put a bitch in a wall you know i <laughs>
0: wall him <'em> up
1: <laughs> give oh, that house good bones <laughs> yeah
0: you know what that's why your house was all over the place because <laughs> someone got walled up and you were disturbing them oh
1: my god but uh i i remember in sixth grade we had a uh, we were going to watch a couple of the movies based on edgar Allan poe books and so mm-hmm. we watched fall of the house of usher and uh
0: not to be confused with the singer <laughs>
1: No. These are my confessions. No. So, was that? That was I was sure. No, was it? I was sure? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah It I was. Uh, but no, so Such I... It was that movie and then there was another one and I can't think of it right now.
0: The Mask of the Red Death?
1: Maybe. That might have been it. It was like Vincent Price. Girl, I don't remember. Like an old they one? They were both in black and white. That's what I remember.
0: Mm. Okay. So,
1: um, but that was like I just, there's something about Edgar Allan Poe. I actually have a book on my shelf somewhere. I have his full works.
0: Oh, is it the one with the, like, raven Uh on the front cover? Uh It's, like, Uh this thick. I got that back in the Borders day. Oh,
1: Oh, God, Borders, yes. (laughs) That was the spot. (laughs) But, uh, I also read, um... Spooky stories to tell in the dark. We read that also in sixth grade. Everything happened in sixth grade. It's like you reached the age 11. It was
0: like a really pinnacle year in your development. Yeah. I'm like, this answers a lot. You,
1: you reach the age <laughs> 11, 12, and that's when society deems it okay to just get the shit scared out of you.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and then it all goes downhill.
1: <laughs> but uh, the one story I remember the most from scary stories to tell in the dark was, uh, the girl with the green ribbon tied around her neck and Mm -hmm. you know when she gets old and she's dying on her bed she tells her her lover or her husband that he can finally untie the ribbon and he does and her head falls off and falls onto the floor yeah
0: (laughs) and the illustration because i remember that
1: terrifying I like think you just see this. It's like all pale and ghastly looking. Yeah, and her vo- her mouth is open and her eyes are unseen and cloudy. Like, how do you draw cloudy eyes, first of all? But kudos. I, uh, it stuck with me.
0: Yeah, in a children's book. In a children's book, no uh-huh. less. Uh-huh. Um, because, like, I have a lot of questions with the physics of that. I'm like, she could not keep up that facade. <laughs> Because her head would just be too heavy... Yeah. ...for that one ribbon. Is that a... Like, that's a power-lifting, steroid-using ribbon. It's a
1: durable ribbon.
0: Uh, d- d- yeah, you know what? That's the probably the nicer way to say it. It's a durable ribbon. Um... <laughs> I had a book, it was like little spooky tales and poems and one of them was about ghosts eating buttered toasts on a fence post. Oh my god, that sounds so cute. It was really cute and it was like how messily they were eating this toast and it was like the butter was dripping down their little ghosty robes and onto their toes and they were a hot mess, but it was a good time. That is so cute.
1: I uh, another another story series actually. So I'm like I said before, I'm from a very small town, and so mm. everyone knows everyone. The library, like the librarians, know your parents, your teachers know you, everyone.
0: <laughs> and, Can be a good or bad thing. And
1: I remember being in fifth grade, and I wanted to read an R.L. Stein book. Ooh, goosebumps. <laughs> It was a story about a werewolf and at the time I was fascinated with, you know, the supernatural. And so Yeah, you were team Taylor Lautner. We don't talk about before that, that whole okay? other nightmare came into room. We don't need to talk about that. Um so <laughs> But so anywho, I picked this book up off the shelf. I take it to the librarian and I say I want to check I wanna check it out. And this woman looks at me and goes, Your mom won't let you read that and i said excuse me <laughs> she clocked you and she said your mom will is not gonna let you read that it's too scary she knows that you can't handle scary stories i'm like it's uh, ex- fucking what so i was i was a book block you're not my mom i was book blocked by a librarian <laughs> she,
0: she shut the whole thing down she
1: looked at me and went this bitch can't handle it give me that book <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, wow.
1: Go get Hank the cow dog. Like <laughs> Yeah,
0: Pete the Cat. That's more her speed.
1: Oh god.
0: Good vibes only.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that uh did you ever read any goosebumps?
0: Oh gosh, I when I was in fifth grade, my teacher had a really serious library in the classroom yeah. and she had all of those oh, wow. R.L. Stein books. Oh, yeah. So I read, like, a book a day. This is not even exaggeration because I just soared through those things. Oh, my God. I really liked them. Yeah, I read Goosebumps, like, the regular R.L. Stein Mm -hmm. books that he wrote. Um, And, yeah, it was all about it, all about it. Dang. And they seem like, really corny by comparison to, like, some of the books I read as an adult, like, based on real people, like, Ed and Lorraine Warren, like, for fans of The Conjuring series, Mm -hmm. on you know, whom... Those films are based, and I can't handle them. I read through those books once, tried to reread them, couldn't do it. (laughs) Had to put it back in the library. Had to return it.
1: I feel... Bitch. I wonder (laughs) if it's maybe it has to do with the fact that it's based on true stories.
0: Yeah, that makes it so much worse. Because
1: anytime I watch a movie and it pops up saying based on a true story, guess what? I exit off the movie. I don't watch that movie. I don't need to know what happened to someone else. But, um... (laughs) Like, a couple of the books...
0: Yeah, don't need that kind of negativity.
1: (laughs) A couple of the horror books that I have been reading lately are uh, The Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires. Adventures in Crocheting. (laughs) And uh, Mexican Gothic, which was a fabulous story. And definitely belongs in the horror genre. But it's total... Tell
0: tell me a little bit more. So
1: it's... uh, it the main character it's Mexican Gothic so the main character is Mexican. She has a sister who marries into this really rich white family, mm-hmm. and when she moves to then live with this family with her new husband and whatnot, this is I, I couldn't get a date nailed down, but I, it was at least probably like me like the twenties maybe it had to have at least been before or at nineteen twenty.
0: Okay. And and what kind of what's the housing situation looking like?
1: So where her sister lives is this huge old mansion. And it's Perfect. it's up in the mountains. It used to be a coal mining town, but then the coal ran out, so now the town is super poor, and they are like the last family to have any kind of money.
0: Girl, this is like Crimson Peak, <laughs> uh Silent Hill. This is like <laughs> all the red flags in one place on this in this mansion on this oh mountain. god
1: and so you know she doesn't hear from her sister after she moves in with her new husband a new family until like months later she gets a single letter basically saying something's wrong something is wrong with this family i need help get me out and so her you know the main character then travels to where her sister is and finds out just this horrific family secret like it's so messed up and i i can't divulge any more information without completely ruining the whole story but it's it's so well written that i had to put the book down a couple of times just to be like you know (laughs) get out the full body shivers and then continue
0: oh my gosh wow
1: so it was
0: because that's an art form to like you know scare people like that uh uh-huh where you know we're surrounded by so many things that it's just, like, they're terrifying in their own right.
1: Honestly. So
0: to have something like this is, yeah, is, you know, that's really neat. Yeah,
1: it's, uh, it's pretty wild. It was a really good read, though.
0: No, she didn't get the text saying, like, help.
1: Right, no, it was not.
0: With, like, a little knife emoji.
1: <laughs> a little, like, a uh, bathtub and the knife emoji.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh, No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's gone full psycho
0: oh gosh and then like the
1: gif <laughs> but no it was uh yeah it, it wasn't even the characters that's all i can say it wasn't even the character's fault it it was a family secret hold on <laughs> i know no it was no just more. oh it's so good it was huge props to uh who was it morena garcio Moreno-Garcia. She's it was she's such a good writer. It was fabulous. It's
0: uh, added to my list. I look forward to uh, reading it. And I'm currently in a very, very long wait list. That is an exaggeration. Over 160 people strong. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, yeah. You'll have to wait to hear what I think about it.
1: This is the whole... This is the good part, though, of having a friend who works in a library. Because I know what's good (laughs) and I know the latest books coming out
0: yeah you got the inside scoop right
1: I will say the the one story that I read recently based off a true story that I loved is a book called in the garden of spite and it follows Mm -hmm. the first female serial killer in America oh wow Uh, let me let me look up her name really quick because
0: I feel like there's a huge interest that people have in like true crime Mm -hmm. it's like it's this weird morbid kind of fascination that people have
1: yeah so this is Um. uh it's a novel of the black widow of laporte takes place in indiana and oh it was keep it in in our backyard our midwestern backyard yes it follows bella sorensen and she Mm -hmm. came from i can't remember where she came from she came from europe like eastern europe and uh-huh. moved to america because her sister moved to america and she wanted a better life yeah and she ends up because this is a true story they found her last place of residence which was a farm mm-hmm. they found over 50 bodies
0: oh my word like,
1: when i say serial killer i mean serial killer she was yeah who. Big money, no whammies. She's busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, wow. That was the only, like, scary thriller kind of story I've read recently based on a true story that I was like, oh, that's a good book. Yeah. You know,
0: there's, like, been a handful of serial killers that have taken up residence in the Midwest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they really. Yeah. They really do be coming yeah, out here. Yeah. You know? This.
0: Yeah, this lady Ed Gein. um, What's his face? The BTK killer. Um, Yeah, him. um, Maybe even Jeffrey Dahmer. I think he's like from Milwaukee. I think from Um, yeah. Or around that area. Uh, John Wayne Gacy. Mm -hmm. Or was it just John John Gacy?
1: I don't know exactly. I'm I'm horrible with names. You (laughs) couldn't Google it. Where was... Oh,
0: yeah, okay. He was John John Wayne Gacy. I'm like, I don't want to say, like, John Wayne, like, the actor, you know? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's, like, uh, so many people. I don't know what, what that that's all about. I'm
1: telling you, though, you come out to the Midwest, and it's, like, you could really go crazy out here, you know? Because there's nothing. There's nothing in a lot of places. You have your main cities... In the Midwest, you've got, you know, St. Louis, you've got Chicago, you've got Kansas City, these these big cities, Indianapolis, yeah, yeah. you know, Cleveland, Ohio, and that's it. In an entire state, that's it.
0: Yeah, yeah, like in clusters, it comes in clusters. Right,
1: so if you don't live in that area, if you don't live near a city, I mean, what do you do?
0: <laughs> yeah, but like, who is like, you know what, today's a great day to take up killing people it's a great
1: day for murder
0: <laughs> yeah it's a just a fabulous day you know
1: it's a beautiful day get in get into the this thing
0: I've been wanting to try
1: <laughs> oh man
0: and like that of all things like I don't know take up uh yoga hot yoga <laughs> yeah sweat sweat out those bad thoughts out of your system you know detoxify um <laughs>
1: Make a smoothie.
0: Juicy. Yeah, make a smoothie. Get some nutrients, bitch. <laughs> you know, like, I feel like there's better ways that you can spend your time.
1: Right? Like, keep the spooky for spooky season and then just relax the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah,
0: and also don't hurt people. Yeah, true. True. Yeah, first and foremost, in wor- physically or with words... Or with intentions. Yes. Because sometimes I feel like that's all it takes. Like some people just have some bad vibes about them, and that's it. Yes.
1: Well, here's here's the ending on good vibes. Let's let's put some good vibes out into the world. You know, put out yes. put out what we attract. No, no negativity, no bad, just good. Yeah.
0: Prosperity and peace to all. Prosperity
1: and peace in this Chili's tonight. <laughs> yes
0: yeah and i hope you're wearing your favorite sweater
1: oh yes as long as it's so not it 80 feels degrees. Like a little
0: hug yeah <laughs> in which case put on a favorite pair of shorts cool off your legs
1: <laughs> so i mean if you like our content and find us hilarious please like and subscribe and uh we have
0: share some of your stories yes, i
1: will include our new email account in our in the link in the description below uh send us your Mm -hmm. stories favorite folk tales stories that have happened to you movies i don't know
0: maybe you have yeah maybe you have some uh fun traditions that you like or even some family stories that you've been passing down yeah
1: So send us, send them our way and maybe we'll have an episode where we read all of those and enjoy your spooky stories. And
0: can only, and for those of you who do also live in the Midwest, if you can corroborate
1: (laughs) some of these experiences. Yes, tell us your, your tales of children from the corn. (laughs) Or
0: whichever you know but either way thank you so much for joining us everyone yes i wish
1: our listeners a good night with a full moon and warm bellies (laughs) bye